Bigfoot still has it after all these years. He can still jam the guitar. He's, he's kind of like Punxsutawney Phil, that groundhog. Anytime Bigfoot's got his guitar out and he's sitting around a campfire, you know spring is almost here. I mean, I've had two campfires already. I'm just jonesing. It's like, come on, camping season. So I thought, what the heck? Why not do a few Bigfoot campfire stories? Now, this isn't going to be your normal video that I do with lots of visual and audio. This series of campfire videos will have very little visual, maybe a cheesy campfire like this one, but a lot of stories. So you don't have to focus on watching your device. You can set it down, crank up your Bluetooth speaker, and enjoy the Bigfoot campfire stories. My name is Brock. Thank you so much for subscribing to Bigfoot and Beyond. And if you have an encounter, maybe a story you'd like to email me, you can do it at Bigfoot and Beyond, the digit one at gmail.com. I'll also have that in the description of the video. Who knows? Your story might be the next one on Bigfoot and Beyond. You never know. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. So here's your stories. I hope you enjoy them all. At 53 years of age now, I can still recall the encounter while bow hunting near Burnsville, West Virginia. It was around 1978 on Oil Creek in Braxton County. My in-laws had a small farm they recently purchased for hunting and raising a few beef cattle on. I was on the top of this ridge where it had been cleared for a field to grow hay, and I was walking on this dirt road. I headed back toward camp, which was at the bottom of this ridge in the head of a hollow. I'll never forget what I was about to see. Looking out way ahead, about 250 yards on this point toward some small bushes, there was something very large laying there. It was black in color and just laying around by some bushes with its knees up and its head down, about 40 yards from the edge of this wood line. I wasn't sure what it was. I watched it for a little bit, and it got up just like us humans do as we get up from the ground. Now that it was up, I could see that it was quite large. Then, it decides to start walking toward my direction, around to a small bowl near an apple tree in a small woodshed. Now, keep in mind that this is all taking place during deer season. This kind of stuff just doesn't happen. I thought it might be some sort of prank that people like to play. So I shout at this creature, saying, Hey, it's not a good idea to be dressed up like that during hunting season, waving my bow. Now, around the apple tree in the shed, I determined that this thing is at least nine feet tall, walking in a stride of at least five feet each and every step it takes. I yelled, I waved at it, it just kept coming closer, as if I wasn't even there. And then I saw its face, an awful sight to see. I can still remember to this day the length and the deep black leathery look of its face. I'll never forget it. I then turned down the hill and ran, not looking back until reaching the camp at the base of this ridge. And then I just about collapsed. Unlike some people, I'll not joke about this encounter. For what I saw was real. And from the look on that face, I could not imagine it being friendly in the least. But I had no plans to take the time to find out either. I've never been back to that area to hunt. I have no idea how it goes undetected for the size that it is. But it was real and it looked very mean. I wasn't able to smell it, as the wind may have been going away from me. I spent time taking pictures out on the hills around my home and enjoying hunting, but now I always carry at least a handgun with me whenever I walk around out in the woods, because I can't run like I used to, folks, 
And if you had seen what I encountered, you'd take the necessary precautions too. Yes, it's been a long time since that day, but it will not leave my memory, even though it's been several years since I saw this creature. I believe after someone has seen such a thing in real life, it becomes unforgettable. Two summers ago, the wife and I camped along Little River State Beach, just north of McKinneyville, California. I've been retired now for five years. I'm 70 years old. We'd been there with family and some friends and just finished surf fishing along about dusk, I believe it was. Four of us were sitting around the picnic table, relaxing, talking. Sarah brought to my attention a man strolling at a pretty good clip from the direction of the highway toward the ocean. I nudged my brother-in-law and I said, Hey, Everett, look at that guy, naked as a jaybird. We all turned and looked. This guy was huge, covered with hair or in a costume. I don't know which, really, but he was moving at a pretty good clip, only about 30 feet away from us. We all agreed he must have been 7 feet or better. Must have weighed better than 600 pounds because me and Everett's combined weight are 500 pounds plus, And this guy was much bigger than the two of us put together. The wife noted he was a candidate for an ugly contest, looking much like a homely ape. He was bent on getting somewhere fast, and the only place in front of him was the Blue Pacific. Sure enough, we watched him charge right out into the ocean and disappear into the darkening waters. So we take a high beam flashlight, we go take a look. The tracks in the sand must have been two of my feet long and some wider, and I know we weren't seeing things. If that don't beat all the crazy experiences I've had in life, I don't know what would. I think we saw Bigfoot by chance. We were just too stupid to be afraid at the time. I don't think we'll be fishing in California anytime soon. We think the creature may have just up and drowned itself. This event took place about 10 years ago, but I remember it like it was yesterday. My father and I were fishing for brook trout in the northern Maine woods. In 1988, I would have been around 13 years old at the time, and my father was 38. It was a beautiful early summer day, and the fish were biting. This particular area of Maine was really dark and thick, and almost gives you the feeling that someone or something is watching you. We were wading down the brook when we noticed this half-eaten remains of a snowshoe rabbit lying on the bank of the brook. On closer examination, we noticed that the head of the rabbit was half-eaten. My father didn't think too much of it since he's an avid outdoorsman and he's seen nature at work before. But myself, a young boy, I was amazed at the sight and after poking and prodding at the remains with a stick, we had moved on down the brook. We also noted that the water in the brook had been disturbed and since the water was moving rather fast, we knew it was recently. Even I noticed this at my young age, but we both didn't give it much thought until later that night when we recapped the amazing day. Anyway, back to the story. We had caught our limit of brook trout that day, and we were heading back out to the truck, which was about five miles away at the end of this logging road. This is the road we followed on the way out. When I say old logging road, I mean old logging road, which was not logged in over 30 years. It was very overgrown, but made for easier walking through the thick cedars. We didn't talk much on the way down the road until we came across an old cabin deep in the woods. We stopped to sit down for a while and rest. We noticed an old logbook that was sitting on the table and began to read it. And throughout the logbook are entries about the owners of this cabin seeing the Ridge Monster, as they called it, and gave details about the creature, which now matches ours. Rested, we walked on down the trail. 
and all of a sudden, my father stops, dead in his tracks. I figure he was taking another break, so I stopped and looked at some flowers on the ground. When I looked at my father again, I saw a face on him I'd never seen before, and I hoped to never see again. He was looking toward a small opening in the forest for perhaps 15-20 seconds. I became concerned and I asked him what he was looking at. You know, female moose are out there with their young at this time of year and are usually pretty protective. We'd seen plenty that day, when suddenly he grabs me and tells me to hurry. My father was real uneasy. On the ride home, he told me the incredible story of what he had seen. At the time we had rounded that small corner in the trail, my father caught the movement out of the corner of his eye when he looked up and saw what could only be a Bigfoot, the main ridge monster. My father describes the creature as over eight feet tall and estimates it to be at least 500 pounds. The creature had one arm grasping a tree and one foot on an incline in the forest floor and remained there, just staring at my father for about 15-20 seconds. My father said it simply seemed to be bored with us and all of a sudden simply pulls itself up with one hand grasping that tree and then silently disappears into the woods. My father, through sheer terror for my sake and to maintain his sanity, never told me until we got back into the truck. So imagine what I would have thought when he told me a 500-pound mythical creature was within 20 yards of me. I never saw the creature, only my father did. And he was amazed, not only at the incredible sight itself, but the agility and stealth of this thing. My father and I both concluded that we startled the creature. He was feeding on the rabbit down by the shore. It followed us throughout the day, we think, out of curiosity while keeping its distance. When I think about all the stories that we've heard throughout the years about the smell that accompanies these creatures, I did notice a strange smell when we stopped on the trail, but that could have been the smell of a cedar swamp spring. My father believes it was a male since it had no breast, and the creature appeared to be in good health and was fast and strong. We have heard Maine Indian stories of a gentle giant, as they call it, that's lived in the Maine woods since the Indians first settled there, and many sightings have been made in modern times. My father is a well-respected man in our community and has never told anyone outside of our family and plans to keep it that way in order to protect the animal from pursuit. Mm -hmm.